How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 901 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by J.D. Raider, Ben Funky Askren, and you. Thanks so much for tuning in on a Monday after a state championship weekend where the AWA, in a surprise of surprise, really showed out at the Wisconsin State Tournament. Ben, (laughs) this had to be a big surprise for you guys. Uh, it was, it was just really good. It, it was, you know, sometimes you leave with, uh, even when things go well, you leave with uh, a bad feeling. I'm like, oh, these other things could have maybe potentially went better, you know? But Saturday night, it was like, damn, like we got close to everything going right. Like it was almost all the things. Explain what, what were the things? Give, give some details. Uh, I mean, there was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to put anyone's name out here, but there was just a couple, there was a couple matches where we were really close that we lost, but the really high majority we won. So, uh, in the big division, we won 11 of the 14 weights, um, every weight above 138. So it was good. What was the total numbers for you guys? Uh, we got 23 state champs. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. You predicted 18. I, you know what? Um, yeah, we did a little better than I which thought. Kids, so I was, which kids? Which five saying, did you not believe in? I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which way did I not think we were going to win that we won? I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. And honestly, maybe when I was saying that, I wasn't kind of like looking through every single weight. But yeah, there there was probably a couple. Nice. Oh, I know. I know one. I know one off this thing. One that I thought would be really tough, and I didn't want to count it was Osteen Blanchard, Division Two. Uh, 126. He had a couple of the guys in his bracket that we thought were just as good as him that could potentially uh, cause him some issues, and he beat them all. He won it. Dang. Well, that's oh, yeah. fun. Yep. That is fun. What's next for you guys? What's the focus? Honestly, um, this year we're kind of turning a big focus to U.S. Open. We had a lot of 17U and 20U guys that think can make some noise. Uh, I think Max is going to take some – kids out to the journeyman in April, but a lot of it's going to be geared towards getting ready for the U.S. Open. So the best state final I've seen so far this year was was Kellen Wolbert versus Bast. Oh, my uh, God. That was an insane state final. Bast yeah. gets up early, pretty 
significantly. And then Kellen just goes insane in the third period. I think he got three takedowns. Three takedowns, yeah. In the third to force overtime and then gets the takedown in overtime. To- no, no, there was no takedown in overtime. Oh, was it tiebreakers? So, yeah, I went to tiebreakers. So, uh, I mean, you know what? The crowd was super into it because all the other matches were over. But then Kellen kept bleeding, which that kind of um, yeah, kind of hurt hurt the momentum of the match. Um, so, and it was funny because uh, I I love both these guys. Ben goes to my brothers mainly, but comes over once in a while, and Kellen mainly goes to mine. So, and me and Max are sitting next to each other. So, especially like the last takedown of the match was contentious, and then. Um, there was an overtime takedown that was kind of close that didn't get called, and then it actually went to a scramble. But, yeah, these guys are really good. They kind of went back and forth because Ben beat him at the AWA duels, um, and then Kellen beat him twice during the season. And then, you know, Ben had a great strategy and got up early in the match, and Kellen just kept moving forward and kept attacking and tied it up. And then, yeah, he won in sudden victory. So he got an escape in sudden victory one, and he rode out. Tiebreakers, yeah. Right. Did yeah. You talk about game planning. Do you guys get involved with that at all, especially when it's two club guys? Yeah, when it's two club guys, not really. Uh, we try not to pick favorites too much. But, you know, a lot of it is uh, we say, listen, if you're smart enough to ask the questions, we'll answer the questions. If you say, from a tactical perspective, if this happens, what would you do? Yeah. Right? I'm going to say, well, here's what I would do. Um, so that's good because that makes them think for themselves about, hey, what, what questions do you want to ask and what do I need to find out about how I want to win here? Um, I mean, that one was, we didn't really have to, they'd already wrestled each other three times. So they kind of knew what to expect out of each other. Yeah. Um, Which is weird yeah. that there would be that much scoring given that level of familiarity. Yeah. 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 Sort of yeah they went for it. Yeah. So great match. Uh, check that one out if you get a chance. Also, check out Colmira Sola. Who is like? Did you see how big that one guy was in the semis? That guy was like a giant. He was huge, and Cole looks like a hundred, like two hundred pounds, maybe. Yes, I don't know what I he weighs. He had in. to. He had to make. He had to get past. He had to get past whatever the weight was for the day. So like the first day was one ninety eight, then one ninety nine, then two hundred. So he had to get over that to be eligible for heavyweight. So he, he does he have to work to do that? Uh yeah, I think he did. Whoa. So, but that guy in the semis was like, so he wasn't big. really fat. He was preposterously big. Like he'll be like an NFL lineman or something someday. He was enormous. He was really big, and Cole just kept shooting under him and taking him down. Under him. <laughs> what was he doing? Just taking him down. Sort of. He got scored nineteen points, I think, and or twenty. Yeah. 20, yeah. yeah. Very impressive. 20. Very yeah, impressive for. Sure. Uh, now, why didn't he go two twenty? Uh well we moved everyone all the national all the national rank guys moved so they everyone won a weight class okay gotcha. so uh we got a string so we got Millard's national rank then Riddle then Mulvaney then Mirasola then Sinclair then Mirasola mm. yeah right on yes sir okay um any other any other takeaways do do you guys take any no. kind of a, a break at all. Not really. We didn't. Uh, in our high school practice yesterday was just a map. We had a lot of people show up at the mat still. Um, they enjoy being on the mat, loving what they do. Um, this week is still, we have team state in Wisconsin. It's a pretty big deal. So you, you, they're already qualified. So the process is there's a team score at regionals, and then you move on to a dual team sectional. Right? It's a hybrid format. You got to win the duel at team sectionals, and then you go to team state. So that is this Friday, Saturday. So they, <clears throat> they still do have a week of high school season. Okay, wow. Yeah. Do the kids still get fired up for that? 
Oh yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. I haven't been in a few years. Uh, actually, I was reminiscing. I think the last time I went was there was a Big Tens in Madison, and the team state was the exact same weekend. So we would like walk between one and the other. Okay, that was That's a while fun. back. Yeah, I guess so like thirteen or so. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably more excited about conference weekend. Unfortunately, like uh, I, you know, I don't have a team in Wisconsin. I just like all the kids, so I don't, I don't particularly get invested in who wins the team competition. But we have Big Tens and Big Twelves and everything else this weekend, so that's awesome. Yeah, it is gonna be it's gonna be a great weekend. Um, we actually concluded the uh, state tournament in Texas, Ben. I'm sure you were following along closely. Very fun. So, do, do you go to the high school states because you don't have a kid in high school yet? Are you no. into it? I'm talking about youth states. The high school one. Was oh, oh ago. I thought you were talking about high school state. Uh-uh. Last, uh, that was oh. a week ago. Okay, got it. Yeah, this was youth states, which um, okay. Andy Rovac got kicked out of day one, Ben. He, Uh-oh. I don't know so if you knew this, but he lives in Dallas now. Well, it was sort of crazy. The first day of states didn't end till like 1130. And what? Yeah, is that not that's insane, right? That's not that's not uh, a I feel like that's insane, yes. Okay. I feel I like would with agree. modern technology and track wrestling and all the other bracketing stuff where we have, it tells you exactly how long the matches are gonna take. It literally spits out a formula that says you're gonna be here till this time. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Well, I don't think there's any surprise that it took this long, but the the way they do it, it's it's all about those uh those double entries. Uh, if you ask me, this me reading to Well, you can double enter at state? So you can do multiple divisions. So you could enter rookie and novice or novice and open. So what they do is they do That's rookie dumb. they do rookie and open on the first day, which are huge. And then they have novice on the second day. And so if okay. you're rookie, you can do rookie and novice. If you're novice, you could do novice and open. And then they also do girls mm-hmm. on Sunday. So they split That's it up weird. that way so you can double enter. But the first day is so long. As a result, because most of the competitors go there, and then like yeah. the second day ends at a reasonable but, hour, so they should just so, they should just cut that out. Yeah. So I mean, what I would say is like obviously you could have a qualification process, so you know we can. But this is my rage with like, and there's some really like big tournaments who do it. Do it like say Super Thirty Two, they're on point. Fargo, they're on point. But there's some other ones like USA Folktale Nationals. I was there for twelve and a half hours last year, yeah. and it's like you know how many mats you have. You know how many matches you're going to have. If limit the competitors or make a qualification process or something, but no one wants to be in a gym for 12 and a half hours. Well, that's the thing. And and this is this happened at another tournament in Texas, uh, up in Dallas, where like they're like, okay, we're going to cap competitors at this number. And then they, they just kept letting people register because like yes. these tournaments the don't want to turn down money. But yes. what, they're so short-sighted. And, like I think the state tournament is short-sighted. Like, Okay, so you got their money this time. But how many of those parents yes. that don't really know wrestling had their little kid there at 11.30? They're just not going to be back. They're just not going to do the sport. Yeah, so they're going to say, we're not coming back next time. We're, sure. we're not doing this. Uh, so they got to figure out a better way to, to run youth tournaments in general to keep you alive. They, they are, it is sort of a really – it is one of the tougher – more unsolvable problems with wrestling, like just like why? How well? How long competition days are kind of inherently for a tournament? I, so, how much sitting around there is? I mean, that's one of the P and L things that we're trying to attack 
um, because we realize how terrible it is. Wisconsin youth tournaments actually do a really good job of this. I feel like there's a bunch of people who understand track wrestling and kind of got figured out. Most of our youth tournaments are split into either two or four sessions, right? So mm-hmm. the, the the parents and the kid might be there for like 90 minutes or two hours. Top. Uh, that's they're amazing. In, they're out. Yeah. Uh, if they split into a half day, usually it's either three or three and a half hours, and then they're out of there, right? I mean, the one I was just saying, I think we were done by started at nine thirty, done by twelve thirty. Yeah. Like I mean, you know, you know how many matches there are. You know how many matches there are. It's a really simple formula. Stop being greedy. Yeah, that's and I think that's a big, big part of the problem. So Andy, yeah. Andy's thing was he was just he was just berating the tournament director and these officials that it was unsafe. And I don't know how unsafe it is. It's just what is what is unsafe. Well, just how late little there's are literally oh, like seven oh. year old kids wrestling at like eleven yeah, thirty. That's incredibly stupid. I I maybe would have considered just leaving. Yeah, well, he he left. He was made to leave. Okay. Well, um, I would have left on my he was own. Back well, in day two. Well, pretty well. Um, he was back the next day. But yeah, it was fun. Fun conclusion for for Caleb. He he wrestled really well. He was uh, you know you know Ben. I I I did a thing. I had a. Uh, I had, his, you I had his entire bracket ranked going into it. I had an idea. I did a pretty good job. You had what? <laughs> I looked at all. There's 17 how, guys in his bracket. How could you possibly know that, Christian? I did. It's not that hard because of track wrestling. You can see who they all wrestled. And most of them had, like, common opponents. So it's like, bing, bang, boom. So Really? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a little obsessive. I think you're going to need to knock <laughs> this behavior off. It was kind of fun. And I was like, oh, I, I was like, all right, these these all right. kids are really good. He can maybe beat some of these kids, and yeah, whatever. But it was fun. He did. He was. He got sixth or top six. They only, they only wrestled back top four, but he was he was excited. What? So. They don't even give medals to top six. It was novice, so. Uh, okay. And it all still right, took him that long. One of and well, no. Yesterday was great. We were there. Yeah. Wrestling started. He wrestles right at nine, and we were out of there by like noon or something and he had oh boom. He, had, he had five matches so well, that seems up. good so what did they do they messed up the day before somehow they had they had way more wrestlers on the first day because they had rookie this and is where open. they should split into sessions or something i mean there was uh, definitely a way more mats they had two days they should have split both days evenly instead of having mm-hmm. one day with so many and the second day was so few sure yes um but uh, yeah, hopefully next year it goes better. Okay, California. Yeah, I'm looking. States. Through, I'm looking through the um, the Egypt results. Did you realize that Cody Chittum's name is Lucas Dakota Chittum? Yes. Unless there's someone else competing here. I, I, I lo- that is Cody. I love learning the the new names and the middle names. Nicholas Raymond Suriano. Mm, um, yes. Chittum, man, he uh, is. He is a he's a beast. I mean, making a finals of a finals here of a ranking tournament, senior level, that is very yeah. very impressive. I don't uh, really know any of these guys. Or is this like uh, I don't even want to say this guy. This Ukrainian guy's name Nai Naikufuruk. I don't know him either. No, okay. But he lost to nice Ernie play. in the final, and Ernie smacked him after yes, he, he attacked Ern- him. Ernie Akhmedaliev. Ernazar. Ahmed Aliyev, the Kyrgyzstan guy. Big yeah. Okay. You don't know Ern. him? He's yeah. really awesome. Two-time medalist. The finalist two years ago took bronze last year. He's a sensation. If you haven't watched him, you should, Ben. I- I'm going to say it. Best arm spin in wrestling. Ernie? Yes. 
Okay. Nobody is safe. He does it to everybody. But he tech Cody, and then he smacked him. And Cody gets up. Cody did not. You know, we saw a lot of cooler heads prevailing from Team USA because the uh, the Georgian that was wrestling DeSanto literally like was eye gouging him as he was getting pinned, and DeSanto played it pretty cool multiple times. The guy, okay. you got to watch that match too because the guy is literally complaining about DeSanto's tricep tie. He's like kept like acting like he was grabbing him too hard or what? Yeah, essentially he was grabbing him too hard. <laughs> but DeSanto did good. He got bronze. He beat that guy by pin in, in the bronze match. Um, he lost to a pretty tough Ukrainian in the in his semifinal. So he did good. Uh, Soriano got beat pretty soundly by Atley and then lost in his bronze match, I think, two to one. So not not the best best performance. Did anything stick out to you, Ben? No. I uh, heard Evan hurt his shoulder a little bit and uh, didn't finish his matches or something. Okay. No, but it looks like he wrestled all his matches. So, unfortunately, uh, no, nothing, Nate, nothing else. Nate Jackson did not finish all of his matches. He was set to face Colin Moore in the finals, um, but he got cut up pretty bad. So that's probably why he didn't wrestle. Like his face, Colin. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Anything else no, stick not, out from uh, else for me. Egypt? All right. Nope. Also, Chinzo didn't wrestle in the final. I'm not sure exactly why. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay, Ben. Um, you know what? I'm I'm sticking with this take. Oh, I'm, keep, I'm keeping take? I'm keeping Shane Griffith in tier one. Oh. I don't care how many. <laughs> you I don't care how ben, many old games. You were beat right. Him. I'm sorry for not seeing it as early as you saw it. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, Shane Griffith is a notorious uh, gamer. Rise to the situation type guy. You guys can't just keep saying that when it's clear. There's clear evidence that he he has uh, had a regression since last season. Um, I he mean, lost Matt to Olgan Julian Ramirez is, and, and Evan Wick five times last year. Yeah, those guys are really good. Olgan's like ranked twentieth. Julian Ramirez? No, no, Olgan. I know, but Ju- Julian's like been a a mid. He's having a really guy. good year this year. Yeah, he is. He's much yeah, better. Yeah, Ramirez. He beat Monday this year. Yeah, one CKLV. <clears throat> No, he's doing good. He's also had some losses this year. So is there anyone else in the Pac? So obviously these guys will wrestle again in a week at the Pac-12s. Um, is there anyone else in the Pac-12s that can challenge them? I, I was thinking about it. I don't think there no. is. I don't think so. I mean, Kyle Valencia. Is he going he's 174. He's, he's 74. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Legend Lamer, Tyler Brennan, Tony Negron. It's so yeah. funny that Little Rock's in the Pac-12, isn't it? Yeah, what? <laughs> that thing Seriously. says Pacific, like uh, Arkansas Little Arkansas. Rock. <laughs> yeah, so no, I don't see anyone. Um, but yeah, they should wrestle again in the in the finals. Oregon State beat Stanford thirty to three. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty bad. It was. Uh, why did they duel this late? This is like the only duel of the weekend. I don't. West Coast time, I don't know. They're just late with everything. They do everything later. Hmm, weird. Yeah, I, yeah, I really don't know. And, like, that duel, the matches didn't even count for allocations. What? They'll count okay, for so after, late. like... For NCAA seeding yeah. and stuff like that. But 
I mean, it was so late that, yeah, it didn't even count for allocations. All right, allocations are actually out since you mentioned them. Some of the standouts, things, happenings were the Mac got a lot of love. 23 um, total. They got five at 149, which all those guys are ranked. It's 174, they got four, which is the same as Big 12. Or, or it was. No, hey. it's not anymore. Um, but we don't have any of their guys ranked it in the MAC. But that's the only thing that really stood out. Nothing else other than Teske was not submitted for the coaches' ranking, which we're not really sure why. He wasn't ranked, and he would have been. So I'm not sure what, what happened there. Yeah. Pro- probably does not mean anything, but just no. Um, is there it means we'll have to steal a spot. specific people that we know are left off? Can we see the specific people that got the allocations at this point or no? Uh, our friend, uh, the Wrestling Pirate, does has done all the intensive calculations. So, yes, I can send it to you. Is there anyone that you guys were really surprised by that did not get an allocation? Teske is not, but that's because he wasn't submitted for the coach's ranking. So, I don't know what it means. Wait, why was he not submitted? I... We don't know. That's what I've already said. Not so submitted he, by Iowa or not submitted by who? I you, The teams submit the name to get ranked. Yes. And he's who not did ranked. Iowa submit? Nobody. There's no Iowa 133-pounder ranked. Well, first of all, Colton Shriver's not eligible Yeah. with this number of matches. Oh, why not? Tes- oh, okay, got it. Number of matches. <clears throat> Teske had not been eligible prior to this set. He is now eligible, and he's not in there. I don't know exactly who, who whose fault that is. Uh, uh, Teske will be wrestling at Big Tens. Um, I don't know what exactly went wrong there, though. Yeah, kind of oh. weird. Weird. So he, but he will have to steal a spot, Apprehend. probably. Yes. Quote unquote. Dang. I was doing air quotes for people just yeah. listening. Meaning because. Likely he will place in the top, what did they get, nine at 133? Yeah. They fixed some of the coaches' rankings. Roman's back on yeah. at number one. Yanni at number one, which is where they were supposed to be. Just It was coaches literally not ranking them on accident that kept them out of their rightful spots. Or purpose. We're not sure. It made no sense for these coaches to do that. Uh, yeah. Bernie Truax went from like 33rd to 5th, which is a pretty significant leap for Woo. young Bernie. It fit seems a little more appropriate for Bernard. It do. All right, so that's the allocations. Aiden Valencia did not make weight at California State's, or did he? Depends who you ask. They are suing CIF for $7 million. It's official. A lot of money. family is suing. I, it's according, I've been corresponding with his father, and it sounds like they are... They're going forward with it. They are super suing. Um... And it sounds like there it was a check scale situation. He was on on their personal scale and the tournament's check scale, and then he missed on the actual scale, and they wouldn't let him weigh in on the other one. And there were others that were able to maybe, and like seven other kids missed weight. I don't know. Sounds like a weird situation. Eight kids missed weight in one day? Uh, according to Mr. Uh, Valencia. Yes. Well, that, that I mean, if, if eight easy. kids missed weight in one day, you could. It's kind of that's a. 
I don't think there's any at Wisconsin State. That'd be, I mean, eight kids in one day would be preposterous. Yeah. That's when it's a, okay, that's a, a, that's a scale issue. But you that's would think there'd be enough coaches complaining. Exactly, that, yes. Uh, but basically every tournament, teams. check scales are always fair game for yes. if, if you get to that point, right? So I don't, yeah. I don't understand why that would happen, but got to be a bummer for for Aiden, who was likely gonna gonna win the title. It was he or did he, I mean remember because we uh, I mean, he did take that I loss. Don't know, he, what? Yeah, he did take a loss. I guess he did, right? I mean, because we were we were remarking how crazy it was that he won the um, Reno Tournament Champions over a bunch of college dudes, and then I, he lost twice. I think at I don't know if it was Doc B or it Five Doc Counties B. or something like that. Yeah, maybe not then. Yeah. Anyway, weird situation there. And then some uh, good resolution in Illinois where Val Hamilton and Sidney Perry were both able to wrestle. Um, Perry beat Hamilton in the final 7-4. to four. So there's a little concern they wouldn't be allowed to. I think there was like an emergency whatever meeting hearing mm-hmm. they got in, which is which is fantastic. All right, moving on through. Gonna talk about some of the best non Big Ten weights, Big Twelve weights. Um, any of them stick out here for you? I think 141 ACC looks really fun with Cole Matthews, Ryan Jack, Lachlan McNeil, and Tom Crook as yeah, the top four. Um, ACC yeah, 57. I mean, obviously, ACC 157 is good. Um, Both those weights are fun, but they have they have a clear um, mm-hmm. clear favorite. To win, yeah. that would be it. Would be a, a noticeable, notable upset yeah. if either Matthews or O'Connor lost, in my opinion. One ninety-seven ACC, on the other hand, maybe Nino separated himself. Oh, he separated from, from the pack too. Oh, yeah. um, but Isaac Trumbull, goat, Andy Smith, looming double goat. <laughs> yeah, a lot of goats at this weight. Uh, what else? This may be a shorter uh, show if you're not sensing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm just excited for uh, the Big Tens and Big Twelves. Call me a, a conference elitist, but um, that's where the high majority of the good matches are going to be. We should get those pre-seeds today for both conferences, I believe. Yeah, Nomad put out like some schedule. Um, based, on based on past on, years. Yeah, Hold on, I'll just pull that nice. up real quick. Who's doing your guys' uh, watch party this year? For conferences, it. it will be Tyler and Kozak. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> yep, should be a good crew. So he and said, "Where are you going? Where are you going, JD?" I will be at EIWA's in Philadelphia. This okay. is Philly wrestling. Right. So Nomad says Big Ten and Big Twelve today, EIWA and MAC Tuesday, Pac-12 SoCon Wednesday, ACC Thursday. That's right. his prediction. So can't wait for those. Always fun. Uh, anything else on your mind, Ben, before we get to some questions? Uh, We're no, screaming through this. We're screaming through this show. Ben is, <laughs> ben is not talking much yeah, you must, at this point. You must have a date, Christian. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I mean, like, I, it's, there's I'm, special Taco Monday, a... actually, is what they, they got going on in Austin. There's nothing <laughs> special. But I, I, I will um, never drag out a show. Most of them just last an hour and a half, but I will never uh, – yeah, never drag one out. No, there's um, not. Uh, yeah, no, nothing. I did see. I, 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 you know, I've tried to um, 
I've tried to combat my ADHD-ness, but you know what I saw? I because I, I was we were talking about the rank series term. I was looking through the results, and then this is why you're not talking. Up. Whatever you're about to say yeah, is why you're not talking. No. Do you know who's wrestling for Italy now? Uh oh. Who? Italy Italy stole Ben Honus Green Ellis from us. He's been wrestling Those, for Italy. What? That's news to me. He's been wrestling them for like yeah, a couple it's years. News for me too. Those dirt bags. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? They got Ben Seriously. Honus Green. I love that you call him Ben Honus Green Ellis. That is so funny. Because <laughs> you don't even know that reference. I have just... no idea what you guys are talking about, but I remember that's what you guys called. <laughs> there was a, a Patriot running back named Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. And for some uh, reason, I just started okay. calling him Ben Honus Green Ellis. And now you call him that too. Which is funny because you, you haven't watched a football game since Brett Favre era. Oh, Brett Favre was a good football player. Not a very good human being, but a good football player. Apparently not. Basically, retirement has not been good to me. Sorry, Kyle Brackey, but your man's is out of control on a pretty well, he, like, consistent stole a bunch of lawsuits. Or, uh, embezzled he, a bunch of stuff. He, no uh, well, he's actually suing a bunch of people for uh, defamation for all saying right. that, so we so better be careful. So, all right. Brett Favre, I did not say that you were embezzling. I read somewhere that you were embezzling. I you know. It is documented that he literally stole money from welfare from okay. the state of Mississippi this was, for his daughter's volleyball and team. And anything we said about Brett was during the parody portion of our show, which we have a parody <laughs> section. And this was it. And we just had it. And it's just something we do sometimes. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. And I also <laughs> take exception to Ben. You know, I I, I think because you retweeted my FRL question one, we got spammed with so many Bitcoin things. <laughs> oh, Rocket yeah, ship few, ready right. to boost your earnings in the crypto world? Check out this video. Blah, yeah, blah, I don't blah. know why they can't figure out the, the, the spam bot problem on Twitter. It's super annoying. Yeah, yeah. There's so many, and they're all mm-hmm. different. It's not the same ones. Some of them are the same. But it's all these. It's just yeah. a name and a picture and just someone saying the same stuff. Yeah, it's so annoying. Not good. Someone, um, someone, Cali, I, I'm also looking through Cali results, and uh, I know you guys had this on flow. There were some damn good matches, uh, like that 145 bracket was really good, and 130, 138 was ridiculous because I know Lemus is nationally ranked, he beat Mantanona nationally ranked. I don't know that the third place guy from Poway is nationally ranked, but then Grigor is who took fourth, and then I know Moses, Moses Mirabel at fifth from Gilroy is really good too. You know a lot about California. Uh, I, I mean, it's just like it feels like these guys, these guys specifically. I don't actually watch California stuff, but they've been at the national tournament, so I recognize the names and I've seen them do well. And uh, yeah, gotcha. So, question from yeah. James Martinez: Will Bitcoin Ben wear a Hawkeye shirt if Spencer pins his way through the NCAA tournament? I, I already have my Spencer Lee shirt on. Didn't you guys see it a couple weeks ago? That's this is a Hawkeye shirt. It has to be Spencer agnostic. I mean, Spencer Lee's a Hawkeye, so if I'm wearing a Spencer Lee shirt, it's a Hawkeye shirt, right? No. No. No, it's, it's say, I, It has to say, for. I'm speaking for James, it ha- would have to have an Iowa Hawkeye on it and say, um, like, Iowa wrestling. Are you willing? Yeah. I will. But do I win anything? Because I want to win something, too. What's, he, what's the other side of this bet? If he doesn't pin? Yeah, yeah, then, then I win something. What do I, I win? Know. What do you get the man who has it all, Ben? I don't know. Well, what is J- maybe James needs to you James, know, you need to put up some collateral. Something. <laughs> yep, exactly. Get tasered, James. James yeah, get tased. Get tasered, <laughs> get the heck out of here. You're not serious about it. Um, uh I I think at this point, um, earlier in the year I would have been very nervous. Um, 
given how the last few matches have looked and the fact that he would have to do it five times in a row, I think I feel pretty confident that he's not going to do it because it is obviously, uh, I tried to do it. No one could do it. I think Dan Gable might have done it, but nobody since. What, pinned their way through? Yeah. I'm pretty sure a heavyweight did. I think it was like an Oregon. Uh, Howard Harris or somebody? Oregon State heavyweight, I want to say. That's Howard Harris. He was a beast. He got so many pins. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. That was after Gable, I'm pretty sure. That was in the 80s. So, like, you know, it's hard to look up wrestling history, so I can't, like, go look up Howard Harris's bracket and then actually verify that he did. Um, If he had the year, you definitely could. Uh, Let's look it up. Howard Harris wrestling. Yeah, he was a real big guy from Oregon State. Tons of pins. They used to wrestle way more matches, obviously, than we do now, uh, or than the guys now do. He is one of only five wrestlers to pin every opponent in the NCAA tournament. This was in 1980. Uh, So 1980 NCAA. Who are the other? Yeah, there's four others. I don't know. Uh, I mean, like David Taylor came relatively close close one time. There's a few people. Um, that have. Mm-hmm. There's five according to Wikipedia. Yeah, we gotta find that. But if they can't I... name the five, then do the five really exist? You know who? Do you know who Howard Harris pinned in the NCAA finals? You know this Bruce man, Bruce Baumgartner, right? Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh! Well, the other thing is, I believe in earlier NCAA tournaments, the brackets were significantly smaller. So maybe like a Danny Hodge or somebody also. Um, because obviously smaller brackets three or four pins. Yeah, you get three or four unlimited. So he went, man. He was just he was the one seed, but he's like in the middle of the bracket. That's strange. Thirty-two second fall, three minute and twenty second fall, six thirteen fall, three fifty-four and four thirty-five. This man was out of control. Should heavyweight be unlimited? Yeah. Uh, I don't really hate it, but it does get weird if you're like a 215-pounder and then there's a 400-pound guy. And 400 pounds is just not good for your health. The way I think about it is there's probably few, if any, guys who can be above 290 pounds and be really lean. Um, so, what therefore, they don't have, really have an excuse. Eight pounds. Yeah, what? I th- <laughs> Basically, the, the main reason we have weight classes is because if there's too much of a size advantage, it's – it's prohib- It's really hard to win. I don't think that's really necessarily the case at, at heavyweight at the highest level. Kind of interested in the freak shows. Yeah, get get a couple four hundred pounders. Oh my goodness! I mean, I, honestly, tell me you're not watching like a, like a Kyle Snyder or hundred like percent versus like a Chris Taylor. That'd be insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd watch. Of course, the, I feel like the little guys would win almost every time. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think there is a lot of historical evidence for the biggest guy being the winner. So Chris Taylor obviously was good. And I think there's another guy that was gigantic from North Carolina State named Tab Thacker. Yes. And he was oh like my elite. Gosh. He gigantic. Was so big. But besides those two, I don't really think there were very many that did well that well. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it would be You know where it get interesting is on the mat. If they're on top, side on top, they take top. It could be that's where it could be smush pro- time. That's where it could <laughs> yes. be prohibitive. It'd be hard, hard, very, very hard to get up. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's look at some more questions here. Um, uh, is Austin Santa the most aggressive wrestler in the world? 
What do you think? He's pretty aggressive. Uh, I haven't watched him in freestyle, so it's, it's hard to say. The exact but, uh, same. It's pretty similar. <laughs> and so if we're, are we going to uh, – we're probably going to denominate the aggressiveness category to an attacks per, per minute ratio, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing he would be very, very close to the top. He's up there. Yeah, definitely. And just, and just, he is aggressive. It's not just attack rate. He's just aggressive in every movement, even if it's not a leg attack, you know? It's just like everything is done with aggression. Mm -hmm. Looking at Chittum at this tournament, a a couple things stood out. One, his hand fighting is really, really good. And his underhook is like, it works against really Mm -hmm. good guys. But the one thing that stood out is like, is he going to be able to, is he going to be a 49 pounder? Are they planning for 57 for him? So I kind of thought the idea was he would come in after Murin, maybe even wrestle next year. Or maybe that was just an assumption I made. We don't want to put Kobe Seabrick on the bench. We don't want to bench Kobe Seabrick. And also, who goes 49 for the... Well, Is Rath okay. just out on being good, or what happened to Ratchin? I don't know if he's out on it. I'm sure he's still very open to the idea. <laughs> um, but it's not it's not happening yet. Other th- yeah. Well, one thing I would say, all right, hear me out on this. Kobe Seabricht has wrestled at 149 almost his whole career. Could he come back Ooh, down, bring him back down, let Chittum get big, and head yeah. on up? What do you think? It's possible. Yeah, I, uh, it's definitely possible. I'm looking at their rosters. Is anyone else that they can slide in there? Because um, Iowa has some serious work to do, losing Spencer points. Possible Warner points and possible Murin points. That's uh, quite a bit of work to do in the next uh, year. Who is going to be their 97 next year? Are they going to use Colby Gla- Glazier or, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah don't they don't really that. have another great option at 49 uh, unless, yeah, unless Ratchin just, he's been there two years though. So, you know, we would start seeing some flashes you'd think if they were there. Well, we said the same thing about Kobe Seabrick. Actually, we never said it because we never talked about him once until. Well, that's, that's good. That's a good point. They've been Anthony Arla. But we certainly would have. Of note, mm-hmm. uh, Seabrick did not earn an allocation. What? Uh, what? How? He he doesn't have enough matches. Like, his matches are. Really? It feels like he's wrestled in everything. But I guess I would only did the one tournament. How many does he have? He's 14. And one of them and came at 165. <clears throat> Colby oh, Franklin is 15 and 6 this year. Um, he lost to Colby Roman Rogatsky. Wait, why are we talking about Colby? Oh, we're talking about, oh, next year's 97. Yeah, I'm trying Got to figure it. out who's, who is. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about Kobe Seabrick. Yeah. Well, so the reason, <clears throat> excuse me, Kobe didn't, because technically he is 9 and 4 at yeah, 157 yeah, yeah. pounds, which is not great. He's just beaten some really good guys. It's weird because he wrestled in almost every duel, but he did zero tournaments. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he salute the soldiers? I have no idea. Don't ask me. Right that raises that some questions I don't want to answer, car. honestly. <laughs> uh, who is in the 2023 20, recruiting class for Iowa? Uh, Keeter, uh, Arnold. Wrestle they, they got, uh, he won't wrestle because they have Cassiope one more year. Arnold, probably 84-pounder. I'm also not convinced uh, Keter's going to be wrestling. I'm also not convinced of that either. He's very adamant about doing both, um, about trying to do both, but 
anytime a guy says he's going to do both who's, at the Division One level, it, it's just very. Who's done both? Hoka. That's it. That's literally the only person I can. But think of. because he did it well, it, it shows it's possible. But he's a tight end. Um, I don't know. Tight end. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't he well. end up not wrestling his senior year because he was going to like NFL draft or something? Hoka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right about that. Yeah. Right. So, Keener, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, obviously, I hope so. Uh, really they also have Ryder Block coming in. Block. He could be, oh, he could be a potential 149, tough. but feels I, like he'll, he, he'll need a year to grow into that. He seems like a guy that would really benefit from a red shirt. And he's like, only 138 right now, so, yeah, yeah, he would need to grow significantly to get into that spot. Unless you does real go up, mm. he's not small, but maybe not big either. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's their lineup's gonna be a really interesting question for leading up. I, I don't see Arnold wrestling next year. I feel like he's a uh, 70, 74, 84. Is he yeah. ready to beat out a uh, Nelson or even Assad? I don't think so. I think he would benefit from a year. Yeah. There's no reason not to redshirt there at all. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Mm-hmm. So he may not get his hands on Starachi after all. <laughs> well, they could wrestle freestyle or something. Yeah, he could. He could do that. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Any other questions? Um, Iowa State hasn't finished in the top 10 NCAA since the 2010-11 season. Holy cow. I don't think I realized that. I, I saw this, and I if someone would have bet on that, I would have definitely lost because that seems like I know they haven't been great, but that seems insane that it's been that long. That's what I'm saying. So you don't even believe it. I didn't believe it either. Fact fact check this. Because this could be a setup from real Avery Lynch. Nice guy. Doesn't seem right. We've seen them make great progress in the dual season these past couple of seasons. What does it take to turn that dual success into tournament success and a podium finish? Is it as simple as the draw? No. um, I don't think it's the draw. It's just you have to have a lot of guys that can place high. It's sort of a dumb sentence to say, but... Having guys that are really good that are in the 15 to 20 range will help you win a lot of duels, but it won't do anything in NCAAs. Yes. That, that's the whole deal with the NCAAs that sometimes people get a little bit, I don't think, I don't know if confused is the right word, but um, even, even as high as, say, like a seventh placer, you had a whole team of seventh placers. You're not going to actually place that high. You could get 10 seventh placers and probably, probably be like third or fourth. Yeah. We watched, uh, it was funny because Caleb's like, nah, he just wants to watch like flow films on wrestling. He's like, can you, can you uh, put on another one I haven't watched? So we watched Keepers of the Flame the about Minnesota. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's really good. But it's it's so crazy to think. They won, like, okay, yeah, they won NCAAs with 10 All-Americans. That's crazy. These dudes had six in the semis and punched none of them through. They went 0-6. So that is just like, the probability of something like that happening is so insane. And it's a tough round. And it was, was in Carver Hawkeye Arena, like all the things. And then they just went pin crazy on Saturday yeah. morning, which there's something about the Saturday morning team race round, which is like, yeah, that, is, that can be really, well, really fun and crazy. Well, lots of times, I mean, the unfortunate part is a lot of times, unfortunately, it's decided by then. So you're not. 
really thinking about it yeah. that much. But when that when that round does have uh, an element of the team race still being involved, it's awesome. It is. But there's just not that many points because you're going from sixth to third at your maximum. And then I guess you have two chances at bonus points as well. Yeah. It's when you start seeing those falls and you get like six, eight point chunks added on. Yes. Really that's quickly. You get it. it is a big difference. So you can do mm-hmm. if you're if you're bonusing. And that's the thing about that round is you I don't know, I don't have any data to actually verify it. It's just what I I feel like bonus happens at a higher rate than you would expect for all American to all American matches. Well, the one where it sucks is sometimes is when there's um uh injury defaults and stuff, you know, in that round that's kind of not ideal. Yep. You do see that. Mm-hmm. Um, um I would say you know a lot of coaches say this and I and I think they say it probably because it's true, but you know, at that point in time, there are some of those dudes that just they lost in the semis and they, their dreams are crushed and they just they don't really sad. want to be there that much anymore. They're sad. They're yeah. sad. And you've seen and you've seen some guys on the backside. You're like, oh, this guy does not want to do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them be there anymore. Some of them can push it down and just go get it. Tanner Huffman is the ultimate goal for most high level high school wrestlers still a state championship. Have elite tournaments put a damper on the excitement of a state title? It's uh, on your definition of elite and probably. the, st- and the, the state. state. Yeah. I I think I mean I think there's still I think no matter how good you are, I think there's still something about like being a little kid going to watch your state state championships and having dreams or aspirations of wrestling in that someday and winning. Um, so I don't know if I would say it's like the main goal, but it's definitely something that the kids really want. I feel like for also for the younger elite kids, it's still a really big deal, right? Yeah. If you're a freshman yeah. and you've never done it and you get it done, first of all, you're if you're not a light lightweight, you're probably gonna be beating a lot of upperclassmen, so it's gonna be tougher. Yes. But by the time a lot of the, the elite guys are seniors, it it can be a foregone conclusion that they're gonna win. But there are some where that's not the case too. Like it seemed like a big deal for Kellen to be to be a state champion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, our our biggest one was uh, uh, old junkyard dog Noah Mulvaney, and he's been as high as fifth nationally or sixth, something like that. And he went place at Fargo, um, done a lot of things nationally. I think he was undefeated at junior duels, but he took. Second as a freshman, then he lost to Connor Mirasola's sophomore and took third. Then he lost to Aiden Sinclair and took second. And so, like for him, finally getting the title was it was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. You know. Um, I, was gonna I say remember something. being in high school, and it was a debate: Would you rather win a Fargo title or a state title? And like, oh, that shouldn't be a debate. <laughs> I know, but that's how much it means, dude. In Iowa, sure. I don't know. It'd be. It'd be a lot cooler feeling. It's a lot harder to to win Fargo, but winning a state title in that atmosphere in that state, like that's yeah. Plus, like you get uh yeah, like the recognition from everybody in the state, like the casuals, like yeah, you win a Fargo title, that's cool, and like everybody in the in the wrestling world, it it obviously means way more. But you get, yeah. you're walking back to your high school halls after winning a state title. Little swagger. That's, that's a big deal. You got that Letterman you know, jacket. <laughs> you know, it, it, doing it in a packed Wells Fargo, a little different than in front of you know the your the, teammates, basically. Yeah, your Iowa teammates in in Fargo. Mm. So, Ben, did yeah. you have we have 
Someone wants to know if you had a, a varsity jacket. Uh, I did not. I have one. In, I had one in college. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. But no, I didn't have one. Uh, I had one. Did you Did you order the denim uh, varsity jacket? No. Did they have that option? Well, I, I want standard. Standard. All right. Cool. Leather mm-hmm. and whatever that other material oh, is. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, I I do think that I just kind of get to that question is some of the kids who maybe have already won a state title and they've had that national level success and there's not someone who's super competitive with them in their bracket, then that's you know that's where it can be like, man, I'm I'm gonna win and I'm gonna win easy and it may be not as big of a deal, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not the ultimate. I mean, ultimate means like the highest highest goal. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I was thinking about this because it's, you know, we're going to be starting freestyle season probably t- today at the at the club. And like I never obviously never wrestled freestyle and in in Virginia, I never coached it either. Like it was just like all these kids just all they wanted to do was try to make states, win states and you know, Maybe shame on me, but like it wasn't even realistic to think about qualifying or doing anything at Fargo. So it's like let's just really? wrestle folk style all the time. And there's like no one, there's not like freestyle tournaments in the area or anything like that. Everyone just wrestles and trains folk style year round. Huh. So I think in for the, but that's small school Virginia. It's really different. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I've never. So then when when we start coaching freestyle, I was like, man, I can help with some of the the neutral stuff, but on the mat, I'm like, other than like leg lace transition, I really can't, can't coach much of the stuff. Um, which is kind of, yeah. An area of growth for me. Freestyle season, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get it. Some transitions. Yeah, we're excited. Okay. All right. Why don't we go? Okay. We're certainly going to be back Wednesday. That's for sure. We have hey, some um, allocation. What is, uh, what's my title for the regular season picks coming in? It's, I, it I mailed it right there. I'm going to send you a you tracking number. Yeah, I'm gonna send okay, you a tracking, tracking number. It's coming with the taser. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to win. The, I'm trying to win this postseason award too. So I have. I have two side by side. There's oh, no here, chance. Here. There's no chance. Yeah. I'm winning this one. We got. We got to determine how we're actually doing. Is it like most of my champs picked, or what are we doing here? Because you know, I, I want some fair. I want a fair competition. I do too. That's all we want is fair competition. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back Wednesday, as previously stated. Lots. Stay tuned to Flow. Check our socials. Check the site. We're going to be having the pre-seeds as they come out. So keep your eyes peeled. Thanks a lot. See you Wednesday. Goodbye. Peace.